While attending a TSA event on driver retention, one of the common themes from the panel was how so many carriers are focused on recruiting that they forget about retaining the good drivers that they've already hired. So Danny Goff of Driver Reach joined the show to talk about where he sees opportunities for improvement from the processes side of things to the relationship management side of the things. Blythe Brumley with DigitalDispatch.io, and I'm back again to talk about some new ideas around the recruiting and retention process that so many companies are plagued with. And it all essentially comes down to using software like a CRM to keep the drivers you worked hard to recruit from leaving to go to another competitor before you even realize that there was a problem. We could all use some communication tips, so I hope y'all enjoy this one. As far as marketing is concerned, because there has been a lot of a lot of evolution in the world of driver recruiting, driver retention, and one of those companies that I've been watching online for quite some time is uh, Driver Reach, and we're going to go ahead and bring in Danny Goff. He's the senior account executive for Driver Reach. And uh, Danny, I have to say, I first started following your work when I, I would really say it's, it's more of your content syndication of the of the you know the TikTok videos that you find online, which we'll get into in just a little bit because we definitely have a couple of fun ones to share with y'all. But you guys also have a show on Freightways called Taking the Higher Road. What's the history behind why you guys started uh, with that show and with sort of video-based content? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on here. So our CEO, Jeremy Raymer, uh, has been in the industry 20 years now, uh, innovative, passionate about the industry. He just wants to get the message out there. We want to help people. Uh, it's a tough industry. There's barriers every which way you go. Um, so really, video content was kind of a no-brainer. I think our first video ever was a spoof um, that was actually pretty relevant on the challenges that recruiters face today. Um, so like my first day in the industry about three years ago, I had a nice conversation with someone down in Georgia. They were very interested in what I do. And at the end of the call, they said, can you fax me that information? <laughs> and I was just like, welcome to trucking. Here we are. <laughs> oh, the fax machine. I haven't used yeah. a fax machine since I actually worked in a trucking office. So that, that I guess that brings back fond memories. But, uh, you know, looking at your background a little bit, we see some rings back there, some, some yeah. championship um, rings, it looks like. And, and that brings me to my next question, because you actually have a sports background. Can you give us a little bit of insight into your, your role oh. in football <laughs> and then making that transition to trucking? Yeah, thank you. Uh, football on the field with the guys, that's my happy place. Uh, passionate about it. Love being with my brothers and uh, developing young men. But uh, played in high school, played in college due to some uh, self-imposed adversity after college. A mentor and a coach of mine brought me in and said, hey, we want you to come help coach. And uh, 10 years later, here I am. In the last two years, Bishop Chittard High School's won two state championships. So um, absolutely love it. And uh, maybe one day we'll do that full time down the road when I retire. Awesome. And so I'm assuming that those are the two state championship rings that we see in the background there. Yep, that and my uh, daughter's little Mickey Mouse. Oh, cool. nice. Well, we're, this is a Disney house over here too. So football at Disney is is my bread and butter. So I, I I dig it. So how did you transition from from that role into the trucking industry? Yeah, so I actually ran my own business for about eight years. Uh, me and a buddy started a business after college. We actually did uh, wall art manufacturing, super random, had a licensing agreement with a big brand, uh, grew that business. It was basically myself, my partner, two employees, our dogs. We printed, we fulfilled, we shipped stuff out, worked with some of the largest retailers in the world. Um, 
business got a little rough about four years ago and was looking for a new opportunity, very involved in the uh, startup community here in Indianapolis. I heard about Driver Reach, applied, started out as a sales development rep. And then uh, here I am. I think I'm trapped in the industry now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, once you kind of get into trucking, you, there, there's really no leaving. And if you do try to leave, it'll try to pull you back in at some point or another. I feel like that's what happens with the majority of people anyways. Now, I, I speaking of driver reach, now I've heard some people say that we don't have a driver shortage problem. We have mm -hmm. a driver retention problem. How mm -hmm. true is a statement like that? I think it's fair to say. Um, retention really is the, the new recruiting. It's equally as important to bring them on and then also keep them on. So there's definitely an issue. I mean, I've talked to well over 2000 recruiting managers since I've been at driver reach 99.9% .9 of them believe there's a driver shortage. There's one thing for certain, um, there is a shortage of qualified drivers. So I think as of last year, there were 60,000 unfilled positions. You've got barriers, you've got, um, Things that are good for the industry, like the clearinghouse, but that alone within the last year took out, uh, took 60,000 drivers off the road. Um, so there are definitely challenges. Uh, it's not easy to be a driver. There are, I mean, you think about what they have to go through on a daily basis. Just, it's not a safe job. Um, you're away from home and it's just, it's, it's not easy right now. That's for sure. Now, when you're talking to the the, the driver recruiters, uh, what are some of the common issues that they're that they're facing themselves? Is is it just that they have so much to manage and so much to, or is their job expect, expectations too high? Is is that maybe why they think it's you know it's a shortage problem and not necessarily a manager problem? Yeah, I think that's fair, and it starts with kind of the leadership. It starts with the training that they have and really having a system. So. Yeah. When I look back at the, the business that I ran, one of the reasons I'm really passionate about driver reach is I failed to invest in my business. I failed to invest in technology. And that's what driver reach provides. It provides a system. It provides uh, essentially a CRM for driver recruiting. Uh, but you have to have a process. You have to have a system. I mean, you probably know as well as anybody. I mean, what, what gets measured gets managed. And a lot of these companies literally are using fax machines, are using Excel spreadsheets, are not remarketing to drivers. So you have to have the tools, you have to have the data first, and then you can make improvements. I love that because I actually attended a, a TCA event earlier in the week and, and they mentioned a key aspect to driver retention is managing the relationship with the driver. So the first birthday with the company, you know, any anniversaries that they have, their first safety check, things like that and marketing or, or not marketing, I had marketing on the brain right now, but marking those notes in the system for each individual driver and then celebrating those achievements and, and you know, learning experiences. That's all, th that should all be managed within your driver retention strategy. And okay. driver reach actually helps out with that, correct? Yep, you can set follow-up tasks, pre-scheduled emails, save birth dates, any custom fields. Uh, but it's really important that you get buy-in throughout the entire organization. So it's one thing to bring a good driver on, and then you have to think about what happens after that point. All the different touch points uh, between your driver managers, safety, payroll, that's all got to be a really positive experience for those drivers. And everybody has to be bought in uh, in the entire organization.
Are there any parts of the the, the platform? Because I imagine that this is a platform that you, you you sell to a company, and then everybody within the company is encouraged to use it in order to manage those dates. But what happens when one of those dates pops up? Is it on the responsibility of the driver manage the driver manager to to keep tabs, or is it up to the responsibility of you know maybe defining your processes first? And then assigning yeah. whoever is in charge of that particular process in order to make that relationship successful. That was a word salad that I just gave you, but hopefully it made sense. Hundred percent. Define the process first. That's what we're hyper focused on at Driver Reach. We get really deep into your process. Everything from lead generation to getting that driver into a truck, all of that needs to be tracked and all of that needs to be interconnected. So that's a big part of what we provide. Each uh, client of ours has a dedicated client success manager. Everyone in our organization has been in trucking. They've helped hire thousands of qualified drivers. Um, so it's just, it's really important that we thoroughly understand your, your process and that we provide the training and the coaching uh, and teach you the best practices and teach you the best ways to use the tools that we provide. And, and how do you handle, I guess, I guess the, the people who have a little bit more of an outdated process, the fax machines uh, of the world? Are you educating the, those different carriers and those fleet owners on, on how to make those, those little upgrades that will really help out with the business? That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in our marketing and everything we put out there, we try to educate. We try to get um, as much good quality information about what's going on in the industry. Um, but it's not easy. I mean, you take that fax machine example, my first day in the industry, like the, there really are companies out there that have never had to do anything. I've never had issues. And this driver shortage now is hitting them and, and change is just, it's very difficult. But if you want to change your, if you want to change your results, you've got to change your approach. So we're, we're doing the best to educate. We're doing the best to consult, to coach, to provide the information really to improve their businesses. I mean, I guess, you know, modern problems require modern solutions. And so if you want to keep up with the Joneses, you have to make those incremental changes, even if it is difficult, because that really is the, the, the change is the only constant. Now, backing it up that. just a little bit, you know, driver reach also helps with the recruiting efforts as well. Can you give us sort of an eagle eye view of how your company helps out in the recruiting process? Yep. So first and foremost, we're a tech company. We're a SaaS business model, but we offer services to assist our clients as needed. Um, so everything from lead generation to full service recruiting, we've got a tremendous team headed up by Wendy Bartz and May Carter. Uh, between our entire team, there's probably 100 years of experience. So we can um, do everything from coaching to creating the ads, working with you on your branding, um, ultimately to get more qualified candidates into your pipeline and then teach you the best ways to recruit those drivers. And speaking of recruiting, you guys also have, I, I, I watched your, your demo video that you actually have up on YouTube and you have an email marketing system within yeah. the platform, which I love. It would have made my job back in the day so much easier. Can you give us a little overview of how that process is, is managed within the system? Are you guys sending these emails or are the clients sending their own emails and, and creating them mm -hmm. on their own? Or is, can it be a little bit of a hybrid model? Yeah, great question. So we first authenticate the domain. So that would enable you to include your you know, company branding, your email signature, and then we teach and we train them on the messaging. Um, so these can be pre-scheduled messages to new leads that have come into your pipeline where you can kind of, to an extent, set it and forget it. So I believe, are you a HubSpotter? Is that right? 
Yeah, HubSpot, uh, Google, basically whatever will get the job done, to be honest. Yeah, so very similar to the sequencing within HubSpot, if you're familiar with that. But the idea is to have more touch points, to be able to um, keep your company top of mind through remarketing efforts. And it can also be used as a retention tool. So if you want to, you know, 30 days in, maybe benefit enrollment for an existing driver. If you want to schedule that message out, you can already have that ready to go. Or if you want to get a if you want to get a survey out to your existing drivers and get their feedback or thank them for coming on board. So these are all pre-scheduled, but personalized messages that go out and keyword personalized. Hmm. Yeah. Love that. Just making it easier. And it sounds like you really have to dive into your processes before you set any of this stuff up and have that sort of ironclad process put in place of, of, of all those little different touch points with the drivers. Now using tools for recruiting and relationship management are great, but what are some processes that fleets are still missing in order to really succeed in this sort of major driver shortage pain point? Mm -hmm. I would say it starts with talent. So talent and training within your organization. So people and then product, you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have the right people and if you don't have the coaching and training on how to use that product, it really doesn't matter. Um, So implementing things like referral programs are very helpful, but oftentimes what I see is that they're not executing on these. They might send a message one time through an email, which has a 15 to 25% open rate for drivers today. Hey, we're, you know, we've got a referral bonus right now. That driver may never even see that. So you have to stay on top of everything and then you have to execute. Um, So it really starts with the right talent and then the right training. Smart. I mean, the tools are right there, but ultimately it falls on the business owner to have those processes in place. Now, I I know a a lot of companies uh, use advertising, especially in driver recruiting efforts, especially with third party firms like yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you're when you're advertising all the same open jobs, how can a carrier or a fleet owner stand out from the rest as far as their their advertising campaigns are concerned? Mm -hmm. Well, drivers really most importantly care about a couple of things, home time and pay. So those should stand out on those advertisements, first of all. And then I think you, you said it earlier, make it easy. And it's like a, it's a quote by, uh, I believe it's David Cancel from uh, the CEO of Drift that I read right when I got into the industry. And it's kind of a no brainer. Whoever makes it easiest to buy wins. Whoever makes it easiest to apply wins. So using short forms, uh, auto filling forms, things like that. And then having pre-scheduled automated messages that go out. So to Randall Riley's stat, when you have a hot lead, when a driver is interested in your business, you want to be able to engage and communicate with that candidate within a five-minute window. And so that's where pre-scheduled text messages, pre-scheduled emails can be really helpful um, because the reality is is that these drivers are applying for at least five carriers at one time. So if you're the first to communicate, then you've got a much higher probability of getting them hired. How does it, speaking from a driver manager perspective, how does a driver manager, I guess, outside of being glued to their phone 24-7, how can they manage that recruiting effort with these mm-hmm. potential drivers that, as you say, they're, they're, they're applying to several different companies all at once. And then it, it's, is it almost a game of who responds the fastest or is it a, a game of who is the most uh, meaningful interaction? Yeah, great point. I think really you need to make every touch point a positive one. So the data that we see from our system and our customers, on average, it's taking 12 to 15 touches to get a good driver hired. So wow. each text message, each voicemail, 
um, calls, emails, you know, make each one of those a positive one, make that personalized, make yourself stand out. And they're still going to do research. So you need to have those social media pages up to date Mm. and you need to be authentic in your messaging and authentic in your marketing where they can really see more about your business, your culture, your equipment. Um, Just be authentic is what I would say. Now, you you guys, obviously, with Driver Reach, you're not the only ones out here, you know, providing the, the same service. I do. Your, your tool looks fantastic. And I don't know that anybody else has has a similar functionality like that. But how are you guys different from some of the other recruiting platforms out there or recruiting providers? Mm-hmm. Great question. So I would really um, encourage, you know, those that are using other providers to question, to challenge how their data is being used. Um, so that's something we we take a lot of pride in and fundamentally have a different approach than others in the industry um, when it comes to data and privacy. So um, the, the, the data that comes in our system, that belongs to our customers. That's not going to be remarketed to those, um, you know, that, that data, that information is not going to be sold, shared with third parties or your competitors. That is your data. So that's a oh, big wow. difference. Also being more modern, being more user-friendly. I know you're big on UX. Um, Same with the websites that you build, just making it easy. So automating as much as we can um, on the front end, as well as simplify it on the back end for those uh, recruiters and safety directors. Because then if you, so it sounds like, you know, developing your processes ahead of time, ironing those out, and then automating as much as you can. So then that way, when you have those human touch points, you know, maybe the staff isn't, you know, completely exhausted by that point, and that they can actually perform at an optimal level. It it sounds like it's it's a really sort of redefining process for a lot of these companies out here. So it's it's really cool to see. I I was really impressed with with the demo video. Now, as far as like promotion for, you know, drive and you know sort of how you guys get your messaging out there you, you guys do something a little bit different besides you know the, the, the freight waves take the higher road show which is fantastic too but for you personally video is a big way of how you get your message out there and sharing funny inspiring tiktoks and i think you share you know a funny one every friday yes. is really one of them but let's take a look we're actually going to take a look Dancing at one of them right there. now that guy is soon, awesome. As soon as you shared him, I went to TikTok immediately and gave him a follow. And it's yeah. all just positive energy. And it, it, he sets up shop at different locations all over. Tell us a little bit about why you find or why you find videos like this valuable. Yeah, my goal. So I was a newcomer to the industry. I didn't know a whole lot. I was trying to um, learn as much as I could. I knew um, social media a little bit. So in my previous business, uh, we had some success with Facebook around 2011, 2012, before the kind of pay to play. We failed with Instagram. And I was like, I'm not going to miss this wave of LinkedIn. So like the engagement that you can get, um, especially through video, even though text-based posts are, um, have the most impressions and engagement, but um, it really comes down to that attention economy. So you've got about eight seconds to grab someone's attention. They're scrolling through that LinkedIn feed, most likely on their mobile, could be desktop. You want to capture their attention. And then my goal really is to to grow my network and be able to have more conversations. So most marketers, in my opinion, it's all about them. They just, you know, my company, my brand, what we do. Whereas I want to put out engaging content for the industry uh, and make more connections that way and have good conversations that way. Um, and it's really helped me learn. So simply posting daily, 
A lot of times I'm repurposing other content, um, but you probably get it better than anyone. I mean, I've seen the, the content, the information that you put out there. And I mean, it, you're doing a great job, obviously. Appreciate that. I mean, it's not seeing the the level of success as the dancing trucker. I'll tell you that. Right. I think it's it's just really it, it's showcasing. I, I'm a fan of people who showcase the different sides of this industry, and you do a great job of that. I think another Thank video you. that we were going to show is is uh, how a, a paraplegic actually gets into a truck, and you shared that recently, yeah. and it was inc- I've never seen this before, and and it was incredible to to see the different variations of of how a truck truck can be remodeled in order to, to better equip more of society. And, and is there any sort of, I guess, end goal or anything or, or, or mindset that you have that when you're out here scouting videos like this, or is it just ones that you like and you're going to see if the rest of your network likes it? Yeah, I just, I want to put out information that brings awareness to our industry. Um, so whether that be a video, photo, audio, text, I want to bring awareness. We need to attract more people to the industry. Uh, so my goal is really just to get engagement from my audience, put out positive uh, information about our industry and um, engage that way, really. Love it. Well, Danny, where can people find more of your work? Where can they find more of Driver Reach's work? Where, where can they, they find all the good TikToks? Yeah, uh, the good TikToks. Go to TikTok, <laughs> follow uh, the dancing trucker. But uh, Danny Golf on LinkedIn, Danny Golf on uh, Instagram, driverreach.com. Um, those would be the main ones for right now. Taking the higher road uh, on on the uh, Freight Waves podcast, all major uh, all major networks. You can find that one as well. And then the last thing I'll say is, I did not take this meeting knowing you were a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Um, you know, I did notice that you had some Colts memorabilia in the back, but you know, maybe one day you guys will, you know, hang another banner that celebrates your win in the AFC South. Oh, um, wow. Such a big accomplishment. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I can kind of shoot from the hip when it comes to talking trash on division rivals. That's not me. So. Hey, I didn't put that up there. You know, I'd, I'd take it down if I could. All all, all kidding aside, uh, I I love, well, I don't love the Colts, but they're, you're, you're not the Titans. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. What what about uh, Minshew's mullet? What happened to the Minshew mullet? It's got the, the, the Minshew mullet is gone. He's taking his football career seriously now. I guess he kind of has to since uh, T-Law is in town now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all, right. all right, Danny, appreciate the, the insight today and, and the football banter. I always got, love to, to close out a show with, with, with that kind of talk. It, you know, football season is just around the corner. Appreciate your insight on today's yeah. show. And, and I'll be sure to link to all of your different platforms within the show notes. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Likewise. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode helpful or interesting and or entertaining, if you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. 
Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing. And since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremleve and I will see you real soon.